بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord, the master of the universe and everything that it contains. He is our designer, our nourisher, and our protector, and of all that exists. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved and final messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa It's a great pleasure to be with you, my brothers and sisters, once again, uh, this Friday, alhamdulillah, uh, this new uh, tradition of having this Friday message, subhanAllah, it seems like it's been going on forever. Uh, but of course, it only started in March uh, out of necessity, uh, and we still continue out of necessity, but perhaps, inshallah, once things go to normal, uh, perhaps this is also something we should continue to do online, insha'Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. I hope uh, that everyone is well, that your family is well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to keep you safe and to keep all of us protected from all types of harm, uh, misfortune, and trials. Ameen, ya rabbal alameen. Brothers and sisters, today, you know, it's a beautiful day, insha'Allah, outside. SubhanAllah, the weather is uh, getting cooler and cooler. Summer is coming to an end. Uh, we look outside and it looks beautiful, but you know, the reality is in, uh, in many parts of the world, we find great oppression in different forms. Alhamdulillah, we are very fortunate, we are very blessed that overall, you know, relatively, we find ourselves in a pretty good situation in terms of our safety, in terms of our security. That's not to say that things are perfect, but you know, overall, alhamdulillah, we've, we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. And when we look at what is happening in so many parts of the world, uh, we find ourselves in a much better place. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. At this very moment though, there are many, many people all around the world that are right now, right as we are speaking, right as you are listening right now, there are many people, hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of people around the world, or even more, who are in pain, who are in distress, or who are languishing in terrible circumstances. And sometimes it's mind-boggling, you know, when I try to think about it, that at this very moment, during which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me to be in a place that is safe, to be in peace or relative peace, alhamdulillah, you know, there's so much pain and suffering going on at this right very moment. And at this moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided that I will be in a, in a place of peace, uh, in comfort, alhamdulillah, uh, whereas that is not the case for so many others, brothers and sisters in faith and in humanity. And sometimes when we try to think about it, it can actually be quite overwhelming. It can actually be quite overwhelming because, you know, we are taught to have a heart. We are taught to be compassionate, to be empathetic, to be concerned about the well-being of others, to be concerned about the rise of oppression. And the more we think about it, the more we realize that we are actually quite helpless in many ways. And this can be a very troubling thought for the believers, 
and for the people of conscience, generally, regardless of their beliefs. You see, my brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلَنَا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ Do not think that Allah is unaware of what the wrongdoers or what the oppressors do. إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ لِيَوْمٍ تَشْخُصُ فِيهِ الْأَبَصَارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ لِيَوْمٍ تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبَصَارِ He only delays them until a day when their eyes will stare in horror. مُخْتِعِينَ مُقْنِعِي رُؤُوسِهِمْ لَا يَرْتَدُّ إِلَيْهِمْ طَرْفُهُمْ وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءٌ Their eyes will stare in horror, rushing forth, heads raised, never blinking, hearts void. See, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that there is going to come a time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is delaying them. He's not unaware. Allah is never unaware of anything. He is fully aware of what everyone does, especially the wrongdoers, the oppressors, and what they're doing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his infinite knowledge and wisdom, gives them time and opportunities to turn back and repent. And many fail this test and continue going on with their oppression until it's too late to turn back, right? They don't recognize the fact that the time that they're getting or the fact that nothing is happening to them immediately as a result of their oppression is not because they are correct in their oppression. It's not because the victims are helpless and that there is no one and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not watching them. That's not the reason. They think that, but that's not the reason. The reason is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his infinite knowledge and wisdom, is giving them the opportunity to turn back and to repent. So they take that extra time, they take that opportunity as a free pass to do whatever they want. But in reality, it's not a free pass. It's actually an opportunity to turn back, to stop, to repent. Now at this point, my brothers and sisters, we are most likely thinking about others, right? So if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking about others who are causing oppression, those who are causing volume. But if, what if we too are causing oppression and committing wrongdoing? And what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us an opportunity, a chance, but we are not taking heed? So let us reflect upon ourselves and our conduct as well, especially in our homes, especially when we are dealing with our family members, especially when we are dealing with the people around us, especially when we are dealing with our colleagues, our neighbors, our relatives, our friends or people we consider to be, or that we call our friends. Let us think about our conduct. And would this verse also apply to us? The lesson that we are learning, is it only for others, or is it also for us as well? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of oppression, from committing oppression, and from becoming victims of oppression. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Sadly, the reality is, my brothers and sisters, that throughout the history of the world, oppression has existed. Sometimes more, sometimes a bit less. We find examples of people who triumphed over oppression and examples of people who seemingly didn't, even though they tried. We also find examples of people who felt that they couldn't beat the oppression and the oppressors, so they joined the oppression. Now let's look at the example of the Bani Israel, the children of Israel. These were people who were persecuted severely, the most lowly members of society. They were enslaved and they were tortured. And Fir'aun was a vicious tyrant. So the one who was 
the the pharaoh the pharaoh who was actually there at that time who was causing the suppression he was a vicious tyrant he was killing their boys because he was afraid that one of them might eventually challenge him and take power right so his solution to protect his power was to kill the boys of the bani israel when they were young when they were born when they were very very young so that he could never be challenged by them because that was his fear and he used every possible means to demean them to disgrace them kept them in bondage used pegs and stakes to torture them or torture the ones who went against him and he subjugated he subjugated them they were weak and they were helpless right so he went out of his way to do everything he could to subjugate them by torturing them by enslaving them in the worst possible way and not just the bani israel but anyone who challenged firaun anyone who challenged his claim uh, to to being uh, god or to be worthy of worship anyone who challenged his power his uh, misguided ways he did not spare them. Uh, even if it turned out to be his wife asia who was uh, mentioned in the quran and Allah be pleased with her and uh, you know someone who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spoken very highly of you know one of the uh, women that are uh, that we are we learn have you know has reached perfection um you know someone who was in the household of firaun his wife but at the same time who recognized the truth and rose up and subhanallah if you read the description of how he tortured her and how he uh, you know uh, tried to to punish her subhanallah it's just heartbreaking but she still stood up for the truth and she still stood up to challenge uh, firaun and did not give up till the very end and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the dua that she made uh, in the quran and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, will reward her greatly in the best places in jannah inshallah now the bani israel they were too weak they were too weak to rise against the oppression of Fir'aun. Okay, let alone even able to escape or run away. Even that was something which was not possible for them. Okay? So they were not able to uh, to escape. They were not able to run away from the oppression. And forget about rising up against the oppression. Okay? Like they were they were just too weak. There was nothing. There was no strength. Musa alayhi salam said to them. وَقَالَ مُوسَى يَا قَوْمِ إِن كُنْتُمْ آمَنْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ فَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُسْلِمِينَ My people, if you have believed in Allah, then in Him place your trust if you are obedient. Right? If you are from the Muslims, if you are from those who submit. Okay? So if you have believed, place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are from those who are going to obey, who are going to submit. فَقَالُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا So they said, in Allah we have placed our trust. رَبَّنَا لَا تَجَعَلْنَا فِتْنَةً لِلْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Our Lord, do not make us a victim of the unjust people. Our Lord, our Rabb, do not make us the victim of the oppressors, of the unjust people. Right. So this is the dua that the Bani Israel made. وَنَجِّنَا بِرَحْمَتِكَ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ And save us through your mercy from the disbelieving people. Okay, so this was their response to the call of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam telling them that if they believed in Allah, then they should place their trust. So even in that situation, right? It was a hopeless situation, seemingly hopeless situation. Yet the command is place your trust in Allah. Do not give up hope. And that is how 
they responded. Now, when the misery and the suffering went beyond, like when it got way too much, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired Musa alayhi salam, Harun alayhi salam, the two brothers, the prophets, with a plan of action. Now, when you think about this, when you look at this plan of action, there were no weapons involved. Okay? It was not a plan of attacking Fir'aun or taking out Fir'aun, you know, or assassinating Fir'aun. There were no weapons involved. There was no violence in this plan because they had no physical strength. Right? It was not possible for them. They were completely subjugated. There was no physical strength. There was nothing that they would be able to do physically. The plan was for spiritual upliftment. See, the, the, the circumstances were physical and spiritual in nature, meaning that there were restrictions on worship, right? Uh, Fir'aun did not want anyone to believe in Allah. He believed that he was the ultimate power, the ultimate authority. So that was the spiritual aspect of it. But then the physical aspect was also that, of course, they were subjugated and tortured and enslaved. But the plan was for spiritual upliftment first. And the command was focus on the home. Make the home a source of spiritual strength. Uh, spiritual strength and conviction and righteousness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ مُوسَىٰ وَأَخِيهِ أَن تَبَوَّآ لِقَوْمِكُمَا بِمِصْرَ بُيُوتًا وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَكُمْ قِبَلَةً وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And we reveal to Musa and his brother, appoint houses for your people in Egypt and turn these houses into places of worship. Establish prayer and give good news to the believers. So here the believers are being told to, uh, by Musa alayhi salam to have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are being physically tortured. They are being physically enslaved and wronged in every possible way. And the command here, the plan of action is to focus on their homes and making their homes places of spiritual upliftment into places of prayer, into places of worship. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and give good news to the believers. So this is good news for the believers, right? These are glad tidings for the believers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is indeed with you. And even during these, these physically difficult times and even spiritually difficult times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not abandoned you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not abandoned you. Refocus and reestablish your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beginning from the home. So when we look at the situation of the ummah today, Right, and we feel helpless, right? And indeed, the Bani Israel were even more helpless. Okay, what is the command? The instruction is the plan of action starts from home. If you want betterment, you start it from home and you start it by making your homes places of worship and establishing prayer. And you take that as good news from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is my brothers and sisters, the source of true, long lasting, and long lasting and effective strength. And couple that with action, right? So what do we learn from this? Spiritual upliftment, the prayers, right? Making our homes places of spirituality and worship. This is fundamental to the betterment of our community, our society, and the state of the ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bisabri wa salah. Oh, you will believe, seek help through sabr, through patience, perseverance, and through prayer, through salah. Okay, now you think physically, Right, physically, what is salah going to do? And this, I remember mentioning this before as well. You know, I was a kid, and you hear about challenges in many parts of the world that the ummah is facing. And some of our elder scholars would say, We need to improve our salah first, or we need to respond by improving our salah. And as a kid, I didn't get it. 
I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, what is the oppression, whether it's Palestine or you know anywhere else, Bosnia at the time, and other places? You know, what does that have to do with our salah? Like our brothers and sisters are dying, they're being tortured, they're being attacked. What does that have to do with our salah? Okay, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to seek help through salah, right? To seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through patience, through sabr, and through salah. And we learned that the Bani Israel, the plan of action that they were given, also had to do with salah. So, yes, the efforts, right, physical or any other efforts that are reasonable and appropriate and permissible, those have to be taken. But they have to be backed with spirituality and salah. If our salah is weak, and this is unfortunately what we find in the ummah today, widespread, right? And I'm included in that. May Allah forgive me and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala improve our, our, our salah in our connection with Him, right? But if the fundamental spiritual building block, the fundamental spiritual foundation is going to be weak, then the rest will be very difficult, right? The rest is going to be. Very difficult. So the establishment of salah and our spiritual upliftment is fundamental. It's fundamental to the upliftment of the ummah. This is, this is, there's no, there's no two ways around this. We will not reach betterment as an ummah. We will not improve our state, or rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not improve our state and our uh, uh, situation will not improve unless and until we start building our spirituality and focusing first on the spiritual foundation, which starts with salah. Okay, that is a given. And now, as I grow older, this is something that, alhamdulillah, I begin to understand when I was a child, when I was younger, I did not understand. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most powerful. Never lose hope, right? Because the Bani Israel were also saved. The Bani Israel were removed from their hardship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them deliverance. But the key is, that before anything, we have to solidify our link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our heart, our spirituality, you know, has to be in order. We have to be righteous and we have to be just. And we must not wrong others in anger and frustration. Right? Because this is something we learn. It's not something that has been taught. This is not something which was allowed. And of course, we try to employ uh, uh, the best possible reasonable means to find uh, relief from that particular situation. Now... Of course, as I mentioned, the Bani Israel, they were saved. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَجَاوَزْنَا بِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ الْبَحْرَ فَأَتْبَعَهُمْ فِرَعَوْنُ وَجُنُودُهُ بَغْيًا وَعَدَوَىٰ And we let the children of, Is uh, of Israel cross the sea. So they came to the sea. The army is behind them. Huh? The army is behind them. They're at the sea. If they go into the sea, they think they're going to drown. Right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Musa alayhi salam, right, to strike his staff and the sea separates and there's a pathway for them to go through. So Fir'aun and his troops chased them in transgression and hostility. Until when he was about to drown. Remember what I said in the beginning? Remember what we discussed in the beginning? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives opportunities to turn back. Until he was about to drown. Fir'aun is about to drown. This tyrant is about to drown. This is it. These are his final moments. At that point, he says, He says, I believe that there is no God but the one in whom the children of Israel believe. And I am among those who submit to Allah. I am among the Muslims. He says, I am from amongst the Muslims of so Fir'aun actually said this. 
Fir'aun, the tyrant who claimed to be God, who did not allow anyone to worship Allah besides him, right? Who, who wanted all the attention and had the claim to ultimate power. He actually said, Ana min al-Muslimin. He said from, uh, that I am from amongst the Muslims, that I believe. So he said, he claimed, he believed. He said, I am from the Muslims. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Is it now that you have come to believe while you were rebellious all along and you were among the mischief makers? Now you're believing when it's time for you to go, when you know that you were wrong and now these are your final moments, now you're going to believe? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَالْيَوْمَنُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةً وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا لَغَافِلُونَ So today we shall save your body so that you may become a sign for those after you. And this has happened. This has happened. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, So today we shall save your body so that you may become a sign for those after you. And indeed, Fir'aun exists today as a sign. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that many of the people are heedless of our signs, right? So this is a clear example. This is a clear story. This is a clear lesson. There's a clear lesson here, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says many of the people are heedless, heedless in our signs. Now, brothers and sisters, we learned that this incident of the deliverance of the Bani Israel, the exodus of the saving of the Bani Israel, occurred on the 10th of Muharram, which is the first month in the Islamic calendar, which we are in now. So today is the 9th of Muharram. Tomorrow is the 10th, the day of Ashura. Tomorrow, meaning Saturday, is the day of Ashura. And this holds special significance. Fasting, first of all, is generally encouraged in the month of Muharram. It was narrated from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu that he said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that Abdul Sayyami Ba'da Ramadan Shahrullah al Muharram. That the best fast or the most virtuous fast after Ramadan is in the month of Allah Muharram. And especially on the 10th of Muharram, the Prophet said, The Prophet said that the fasting on the day of Ashura, I hope Allah will expiate thereby for the year that came before it. Okay, So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us multiple opportunities to turn back to Him, multiple opportunities to reflect. Now, whenever we start getting a little heedless, whenever we start you know, get, drifting a little bit away, Right? There's another opportunity to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and another reminder. Right? We see that. Ramadan comes, mashallah, everyone's at a high. Ramadan leaves, boom, crash. Yeah? 70 days later, you have Eid al-Adha. Right? Or you know, 60 days later, you have, two months later, you have the 10 days of the Hijjah. Then, alhamdulillah, you know, start rising. Eid al-Adha passes, you get back to your normal life, and then you start having a dip. And then Muharram comes. And we have the day of Ashura, we have another reminder. So, you know, multiple times through the year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us opportunities to be reminded and uh, to reflect. Same thing in the week, right? Through the week, Friday comes, alhamdulillah, maybe, you know, you hear something which touches your heart, and then you feel a little bit of a high, and then, you know, you get into the weekend, you know, the week starts, start drifting away, and then Friday comes. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us multiple opportunities through our day as well. The, the time for salah, right? When we have time for prayer, when we offer salah, it's the same idea. So Allah Azza wa Jal gives us multiple opportunities. Now, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said that ما رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يتحرى صيام يوم فضله على غيره إلا هذا اليوم. That I never saw the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم to so keen to make sure he fasted 
any day and preferring it over another except this day, the day of Ashura. Right? So it was something which was emphasized and practiced by the Prophet Ibn Abbas also reported that the Messenger of Allah came to Medina. And he found that the Jews of Medina, where the Jewish people were fasting on the day of Ashura. So he asked them, he said, That what is the day that this day that you are fasting? And they said that this is Yomun They said that this is a great day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Musa alayhi salam and his people. And he drowned Fir'aun and his people. And Musa alayhi salam fasted on this day due to gratitude. So Musa alayhi salam fasted on this day due to gratitude. And so we also fast on this day as well. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, That we are more deserving and are closer to Musa than you. Meaning in following the teachings of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and indeed all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they had come with the same message and they had the same religion, right? It wasn't different religions. All the prophets preached the same religion, which was the religion of Islam. Of course, with uh, you know, with, in slightly different uh, ways of practice, but the basic fundamental message and the beliefs were the same. So the Prophet ﷺ fasted on that day, and he commanded fasting on it as well. Now, to differentiate between the fasting from that of the Jewish people, the Prophet ﷺ recommended adding another day to it. Because differentiation from the faith-based practices of others was something which was, uh, which we have been taught is very important to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So the differentiation was something which was taught by the Prophet ﷺ and considered to be very important. And we find other examples as well. Now some narrations mention, therefore, fasting on the ninth as well. Um, or, you know, others either before or after the day of Ashura. So maybe, uh, you know, on the ninth and the tenth or the tenth and the eleventh. Ibn Hajar, rahimahullah, uh, he says that فَصَيَامُ عَشُورَ عَلَى ثَلَاثِ مُرَاتِمْ That the fast of Ashura has three levels that the lowest is to fast one day and uh, the, the next is to fast the ninth day along with it and the next that the next is meaning the best is to fast the ninth the tenth and the eleventh days Allah says Allah knows best now, there are also a number of authentic traditions that tell us that in the beginning, fasting on the day of Ashura was obligatory for the Muslims. And later on, as a fasting of Ramadan was made obligatory, then the fast of the day of Ashura was made optional. And the Prophet ﷺ used to fast on the day of Ashura even after the fasting of Ramadan was made obligatory. So even though it was no longer obligatory now to fast on the day of Ashura, the Prophet ﷺ would continue to do that even after Ramadan had become obligatory and Ashura was no longer obligatory to fast upon. Now my brothers and sisters, the story of the Bani Israel and Sayyidina Musa Harun was the story with a happy ending. They were saved, alhamdulillah. But on this date, on this date, the day of Ashura in the year 
680, uh, after Hijrah, a terribly tragic incident also occurred. And that was the martyrdom of the beloved grandson of the Prophet وسلم, Sayyidina Hussain radiallahu anhu. He was the most similar in appearance to the Prophet He was loved dearly by the Prophet وسلم, and he grew up to be a man of great piety. And he and his people, including women and children, were treacherously deceived by a group of people and subsequently the men were murdered in a very brutal manner. Right? So this was an act of great oppression that occurred against the grandson and the family of the Prophet Sayyidina Hussain anhu was a man of honor, a man of justice, a man of peace. And this incident was a great plea for this ummah. But you see, we don't mourn uh, by wailing and showing grief, but we remember and learn lessons from this painful incident in history. Now, both of these stories, um, Sayyidina uh, Musa Harun alayhi wasalam, Sayyidina Hussain radiallahu anhu, they were righteous and honest people, right? Great leaders, righteous, honest people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most wise. Sometimes oppression and injustice are a way of testing others and the means of reward and eternal uplifting of those being persecuted, right? And this was um, uh, a, uh, the, the martyrdom of Sayyidina Hussain radiallahu anhu is a tragic example of that. And we learn from his incident, from, from his story, uh, the importance, great uh, lessons regarding patience and standing up for the truth and justice and standing up, speaking, and sincerely trying to achieve a positive outcome, regardless of what the odds are against you. Uh, a great lesson, example, and bravery and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till the end, all with the sincerest of objectives. So my brothers and sisters, Unfortunately, there has been much oppression. Sadly, it will continue. Sometimes we will see triumph over oppression. Sometimes we will see triumph over oppression. Other times it may appear to be the opposite. It may appear to be the opposite that there is, there are people who are oppressed or who are upon the truth and they don't appear to triumph. They appear to have lost. But in every case, our responsibility is to solidify our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Try to be sincere and try our reasonable best under the circumstances and then the rest is up to Allah. The results are never in our hands. This should be always be clear in our minds. That the results are never in our hands. The results are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our job is our intention and our reasonable and sincere effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant deliverance to all of those who are oppressed. Let us make dua. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله وعلى نيته وسره اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم oh Allah we thank you for all of your blessings يا رب العالمين oh Allah please count us from amongst the صديقين the صالحين the شاكرين the متقين upon whom your unseen help descends يا رب العالمين oh Allah please grant strength to our ummah O oh Allah, please grant us courage and strength to stand up against injustice and oppression. O oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are suffering anywhere in this world, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant uh, a deliverance to all of those who are facing hardships, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant a sound defeat to all of the oppressors, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant justice to all of the victims of oppression here and around the world, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. Oh Allah, especially our elder sister who is enduring pain and hardship. Oh Allah, our brother and sister suffering from long-term pain and injuries. 
our brother who is facing new and unexplained symptoms. Allah, all of those who are ill or at risk of becoming ill, oh Allah, you are the protector and the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them all and everyone who is ill a speedy recovery and protect them from all types of illnesses and pain and suffering, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are facing grief and stress and anxiety, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please replace all of those hardships with happiness and peace and joy, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, you are the most kind and the most merciful. Oh Allah, we make mistakes every single day. Oh Allah, we are living lives of heedlessness. Oh Allah, please forgive us and guide us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please lift these trials from upon this Ummah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, we are indeed very weak. Oh Allah, we feel helpless. Oh Allah, but anyone who believes in you and has faith in you is indeed not helpless. Oh Allah, because you are the one with ultimate might. Oh Allah, you are the one in control. Oh Allah, please grant us the best, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove the trials and hardships of this Ummah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها زكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النهر يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أصبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك العطف والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة يا رحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم حبيب لنا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره لنا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من النضل أو نضل أو نزل أو نضل أو نظلم أو نظلم أو نجهل أو نجهل علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحس صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اصلح احوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حر فلسطين والمسجد الاقصى يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم حر فلسطين والمسجد الاقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر اخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي سريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي ليبيا وفي مصر وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين Brothers and sisters, please pray for a at home uh, For those who are staying at home, if you have registered for Friday prayer Please come at your allotted time.